Okay, good morning, Coach. Uh, we've got three people with hands raised. We're going to start with Mike Reese, followed by Phil Perry. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, good morning, Bill. Um, how much do you anticipate um, communication offensively being stressed uh, this week due to the presence of, uh, I guess, a small percentage of fans? Is this a type of situation where you have to be prepared for a silent count? Uh, yeah, well, we'll have to see how it goes here. Um, you know, we certainly played in, you know, it's a potentially louder environments than, than this, but, um, we'll see how it goes. It's something that we've, we worked on in training camp, uh, not knowing exactly how this whole situation would turn out. So, uh, I mean, you saw that in the, the stadium scrimmage that we did and so forth. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, you know, what we need to do here. Um, Sure, it'll be a little bit different, you know, than what we've experienced in the first three games so far. You know, we just have to do a good job of not, you know, getting distracted by anything other than our important job of, you know, competing against the Chiefs. But it'll be interesting. Next question, Phil Perry, followed by Zach Cox. Hey, Bill, um, wanted to ask you about the, the quarterback's job in terms of him maybe showing confidence in his pass catchers. We've heard Cam talk very um, glowingly about a lot of his teammates early this season. And I'm just curious, is that is that important? Does it matter for the quarterback to show confidence in the players around him? Do you think that has an impact on how they play on the field? Yeah, of course. I think all good players do that. All leaders do that. You have confidence in the people that you work with. And you know, that, that makes everybody perform at a higher level and have confidence in each other. I mean, you have to earn that, but, um, you know, certainly to, to have confidence in the people that you're working with is, is very important to being successful. Have you noticed that from, from Cam? I mean, we've heard it from him in, in these sort of settings, but have you noticed that in the building or on the practice field from him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cam, Cam does a great job of connecting with everybody. Uh, whether it's his teammates, his receivers, guys on defense, you know, other people in the organization. Um, you know, again, I think the, the captain voting, not that that's the ultimate, um, you know, that's the, the, the final, you know, determination of leadership. But I think the fact that he has been here a pretty short amount of time and earned that type of uh, respect and support from his teammates is, is pretty impressive. Um, so, but, you know, I think it's across the board. It's the offensive line, it's the receivers, it's all the offensive players and coaches and, um, you know, and extends into other areas as well and special teams and defense and other people in the organization. I think that we've all seen that and, um, it's impressive. It's impressive. He's, you know, he's here a lot. Um, he's in the building and he's, you know, He's, he's visible, he's in, in sight, and it's connecting with people on a, you know, as, as, much, as, anybody, as much as any player, he's in a building more than any player in a, on a team, but, you know, he spends a lot of time, you know, talking and connecting and, and building relationships with those people, and, I mean, he has tremendous leadership, so it's very impressive. Thanks, Bill. Next yep. question, Zach Cox, followed by Mark Daniels. Good morning, Bill. Zach? We've... Uh, We've seen Shalik make a number of plays in these last couple of games. Is he someone you've seen substantial improvement from uh, since you guys first got him in the building last year? 
Uh, yeah, well, he's definitely improved. You know, Schleich's a hardworking kid. He's he's very smart. Um, he can handle a, a number of different responsibilities and um, both positionally and, you know, within a position, whether it be pass rush, coverage, run defense, uh, stunts, you know, blitz, blitz assignments, things like that. Um, you know, and sometimes those are, you know, multiple two or three things that could happen on the same play, and you'd have to react to them differently based on, you know, exactly how to play unfolded. So, um, but yeah, as he's gained more experience uh, in our in our defense and with his teammates, his communication and recognition and reactions have all, you know, improved, and, and his overall amount of responsibilities have, have increased as well. So he's, he's done an excellent job for us, and... Uh, continues to, you know, I'd say expand his role defensively, um, which is good for him and good for us and, you know, gives him more versatility. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, next question, Mark Daniels, followed by Evan Lazar. Uh, hey, Bill. Um, so this weekend, obviously, you guys have a, you know, a tough challenge with Travis Kelsey. And, you know, the first three games, we saw Darren Waller and Mike Gusecki. And in a couple of weeks, there's George Kittle or, are we seeing an influx of just these just you know talented athletic tight ends, or does it just so happen that's sort of how your schedule fell this year? Well, it's it's certainly that way on our schedule. I think that's one of the things that really jumped out. Uh, you know, when you look at the teams that were, you know, that we've been playing. I mean, from Olsen to uh, you know, not to look ahead, but Font. I mean, just go right down the line. I mean, there seems like there's one every week. Uh, so guys that are you know have either elite tight end skills or elite receiving skills. Um, you know, guys like Jacecki and uh, Olsen and guys like that that maybe aren't used that much in the running game, but in terms of matching up and just trying to cover them in a passing game are, are very, they're very tough. So, um, yeah, we have, we have seen a lot of them. And uh, like you see, you already rattle off some that are uh, in the future, but, you know, we'll, we'll be seeing that throughout the year, it looks like. So um, whether that's representative of the entire league or not, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to, you know, go take a closer look at it. But certainly in terms of, you know, what's on our schedule, there's there's a lot of them. There have been a lot of them, and there are going to be a lot more. Thank you. Yep. Next question, Evan Lazard, followed by Doug Hyde. Hey, Coach, I wanted to ask you about one of your own tight ends, uh, Devin Asiasi, and just what you've seen from him that's allowed him to carve out some more playing time here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, it's just, uh, you know, this has been a, you know, a challenging year for all rookies um, on every team, not just our team. And uh, with no preseason games, with no, you know, real live snaps until the regular season starts, you know, it's hard for those guys, any rookie, again, not picking out anybody in particular, but just in general, it's hard for any rookie to, you know, be able to, you know, get into the flow of the game to, you know, learn from, uh, you know, the preseason games and the tempo and the, the contact part of the game that, you know, is minimized in a practice setting and so forth. Uh, and that has to come with game experience. And, and you know, as a coaching staff, you, you know, want to make sure that you don't put guys in in situations that they're really not ready for. And so there's certainly, a you know, a little bit of a buildup uh, that comes there. So, you know, all that being said, I think this is, in general, just a tough year for rookies overall. Um, I think our group has has competed very well and you know they've really done a good job of trying to embrace the challenges and embrace the 
um, knowledge that our veterans and our coaching staff has tried to impart to them on, you know, what it's going to be like, what they need to do, how to handle, you know, certain things that, that come up on the field. Uh, and they've tried to do it. But again, there's no real substitute for the experience of doing it. So, um, you know, Devin, like like the rest of the rookies that we have, are it's, it's certainly a work in progress. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, anywhere would it would, has, would have been in other years where we would have, you know, three, four preseason games, maybe a couple of, uh, you know, joint practices, things like that. But, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. All teams are the same. I have the same opportunity, so it's just in relative terms, it's tougher than what it's been. But I think that they're trying, as a group, trying very hard to um, recognize that and and accept it and understand really how valuable and critical every single play is to not only the team's success, but to their personal development and improvement, whether it be on a practice field uh, or particularly in game situations. And they really try to compete hard in those opportunities that they've gotten. Last two questions would be Doug Kide and Jim McBride. Good morning, Bill. We've had three weeks now of some of the operations adjustments in the NFL with the expanded practice squad, three-week IR, uh, practice squad protections, and then also the temporary elevations. Uh, I'm wondering what you've thought of those new rules and if you'd like them to stick around in the future. Uh, yeah, well, it's definitely been um, interesting this year, and it's provided some opportunities uh, in terms of roster management that we haven't had in the past. Um, I think probably, you know, the, the league and, and the competition committee and all the people that are involved in that uh, will evaluate things at the end of the year. Um, again, to your point, you know, we've all seen quite a bit of roster movement in the first three weeks, and I'm sure that'll continue. We'll see after 16 weeks, you know, if there's a trend, if it stays the same or if it, you know, gets modified one way or the other um, and how that, you know, some teams are affected or impacted a little more in one way than others are. Uh, but maybe there's a, you know, more of a league trend there and so forth. I know from my standpoint, um, you know, I'm very focused on what our team's doing and what our opponents do in that particular week. Um, but, you know, teams that have passed us like Seattle and Miami and teams like that, I'm really, I'm not really paying too much attention to what they're doing right now or teams that are on our schedule, uh, same thing. So from overall standpoint, I'm probably not the right person to make an evaluation on that. So I won't try to, but I'm sure at the end of the year, uh, that'll be interesting to, to take a look at. Certainly it's provided a lot of options and opportunities uh, for practice squad players to play. You see that on a weekly basis. Um, I don't know what the average is, but it's probably gotta be you know at least 30 or so teams that activate practice squad players. And, and in previous years, you know, probably most of those guys, the, the, by far the majority of them, um, probably wouldn't have had a chance to play based on prior rules. So whether that's something the league does or doesn't want to continue, you know, collectively they'll decide that. But um, certainly interesting from a comparison standpoint and um, from giving opportunities to, to more players. Thanks for the question. It's a great, great point. Uh, question, Jim McBride. Uh, good morning, Coach. I wanted to know how critical has Jonathan Jones's development been in allowing you to be flexible with him in, in the secondary? Uh, it's been been very critical, and you know we re-signed John last year. That was a big, um, you know, that that was that was a big uh, step for us. 
Um, John, you know, does a tremendous job for us, um, for our total football team, uh, obviously defensively, but, you know, he started out as an impact player in the kicking game. Um, he continues to be able to do that when, when we need him. Um, and then, you know, he's continued to improve defensively where he kind of started as a perimeter corner, which was you know, probably a little more what he did at Auburn to really becoming more of an inside player. Although, you know, he's shown the ability to play inside and outside. Uh, but his tackling, his aggressiveness, his speed uh, really are, are very um, valuable uh, qualities as well as his intelligence and his versatility to play some safety roles and as well as uh, corner type roles has has been you know a huge asset to us defensively and you know to have a fast player inside uh, is a you know is a big advantage um, you know a lot of the players that uh, play in the slot now are I would say becoming more in the mold of uh, obviously Tyreek Hill's elite but there are a lot of faster players that are now getting played in the slot as opposed to maybe a few years back. Uh, a lot of players inside were, I'd say, more possession receivers, guys that were, you know, work more in the short to intermediate zones. But when you get a guy like Hill in there um, that can, you know, take the top off of the defense from in the slot, you know, that really changes the your defense and it changes the passing game offensively dramatically. So... Uh, to be able to not have to substitute, but be able to play the same guy in there, and regardless of who they put in that position, um, is a huge advantage for us. And all the versatile things that John can do are, um, you know, are, are very valuable. But John's got good intelligence. He's a tough kid. He's really a, a good tackler and a and a tough competitor. Um, he's. I'm glad we have him. He's. I mean, this is the the ultimate. You know, college free agent that came in, earned a role in a kicking game, developed into a good defensive player, and and is having a you know a good NFL career. Thank you. Yep, Thank you're you welcome. Coach. Thanks, everyone. Great. Thank you. See you in Kansas City.